0: Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And frankly, it's all of our business to be concerned about civil liberties of the American people, um, you know, and what uh, you know how our government treats its people. And today, I got a great guest, a very special one, one that was very prominent in uh, Donald Trump's presidential campaign um, and uh, really has uh, had a prominent, prominent role in politics for many years. Paul Manafort, you know him because he uh, pretty much, uh, the, the media was obsessed, obsessed with him for the longest time. And uh, he had crosshairs on his back by the media and by the government, uh, really, uh, it appears for largely political reasons when you look at it. And uh, he has a new book, Political Prisoner, Persecuted... Prosecuted, but not silence, and perfect that as said he's joining us today. Uh, welcome to the program. Glad to have you on. You. a little bit uh, about the book. What was the purpose behind it, uh, besides size of saying, "Hey, this is what happened to me. Uh, there's much more to the book than that.
1: Oh, yeah no, it's a pretty substantive book that goes through all of the Russian collusion it's right into the last uh, the end of last year, so the first year of the Biden administration. Uh, the reason I wrote the book was really two purposes. One. I felt like I needed to clear the record on, on what who I am, because while I was uh, in the crosses, as you said, uh, you know I was had a gag order, was put in solitary confinement, and the government was leaking fake information out on a regular basis to its favorite reporters. So I was convicted in the court of public opinion long before I ever had a legal trial, and, and so part of the book's purpose was to deal with that issue. But the the overarching issue to that is an issue that. It's very current today, and that is that uh, the the weaponization of our legal enforcement and judicial system has resulted in not just people like me and and former President Trump being that targeted, but really ordinary Americans as well who don't agree with the uh, the woke agenda of the Biden administration. And as I was writing this part of the book, uh, you know, frankly, we saw the first year of the Biden administration. Parents being called domestic terrorists or going to school board meetings. Victims of crimes being called the, the worst of the criminals. Uh, you know, people living on the border being told to just suck it up uh, you know, as drunk, drugs and, and, and kidnappings and uh, all kinds of crimes being committed down on the border. Um, and, 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 and even, and this is the most outrageous thing, but it signals the intention of its government, the creation of a disinformation bureau at the Homeland Security. I mean, it was, that was yeah. such an overreach. That they had to pull it back, but, but that was an ominous uh, sign of what the thinking is inside of the corridors of the Biden administration. Because they are clearly focused on if you don't agree with them and you speak out against them, you are targeted. And that's what right. my book goes into. It. That's what my book goes into because the ultimate point of my book is if it happened to me, don't think you're free. You're, you're exempted. They're coming after you next. And uh, and, and so I walked through all of the issues that relate to that.
0: Yeah, and so uh, absolutely. And by the way, just for clarity and any confusion, I'm no uh, fan of Donald Trump. I voted against him. I voted Libertarian. I kind of believe the Republican Party has abandoned much of what it stood for. However, I, I, I look at these on an individual basis, and there's no question about it that this was systematic, and that it was calculated and it was designed to not only go after Trump and his support those around him in an inappropriate manner, but to really create a, a culture of terror, like you've seen in communist and and uh, Nazi regimes, you know. Back in, and really a lot of it has to do with the whole process. As I was watching you get indicted, and I'm watching others who were near Trump being indicted. You know, a lot of these things that they were being indicted for were many years old in some cases. It's like they stockpile these, these criminal offenses, I'm even using air quotes because they sure waited a long time to go after them. They stockpile them until they need them to use them against somebody else.
1: Well, to your point, Kevin, uh, in my case, for example, I had already resolved this, the relevant issues that they charged me on. I mean, there was something they just made up. Uh, but 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 where there was some action that could have been within the orbit of what they were talking about, I had resolved them. If for, and I talk about it in the book. The FAIR issue, the Foreign Registration Act, uh, uh, you know, they, that, that act, which went back to the early 1930s, is uh, governed by the, the FAIR unit at, at Justice Department. And when the fake black ledger, which I talk about in the book, came out against me as a result of the Clinton campaign and the, and the Obama uh, embassy in Kiev, when that came out against me, the fair unit reached out to me, which is normal. It said, Well, we, can you please explain what your foreign work was because we don't have any filings here? I had no problem with that. My attorney sat down with them over the course of three months. We agreed that I didn't need to file on most everything that they thought originally. And then what I what they thought I should file on was a gray area, but I agreed to do it. It was like for two years, you uh, know, and, and I agreed to do it. I worked the arrangement out: no civil penalties, no criminal penalties, no 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 criticism. Just file, and it's done. And so I did that right before Weissman was appointed, and we finalized it. And uh, and along comes Andrew Weissman to the fair unit, and he says to the head of this office, "What's the status of the Manafort ferris situation?" So no, there's no there's no situation. We've resolved the matter. He says, well, no, you haven't. I've taken it over now, and I'm not accepting this, this, the uh, agreement you reached with him. he threw it out. And then he came after to criminally, which, by the way, was the first criminal action brought into the act going back to the 1930s. <laughs> because most people, most, when, when it gets to a contentious phase, which is very rare, it's usually a civil situation. But it's never a criminal. He weaponized it to go yeah. after me because because he wasn't after me for making, violating fair laws. He was after me to target me to squeeze me uh, to go give him Donald Trump, uh, which to do so I would have had to lie, and I wasn't going to do. Um,
0: mm-hmm. But that
1: and the book goes through book goes through the details of that. So that you know, bringing charges like that. So you know, they said I didn't. They that I didn't. I had four bank accounts that I didn't register. The accounts they talked about, I gave to the FBI in 2014 when I was helping them on a corruption case against somebody else, and I used them on my case. My, my, these are your uh, accounts as an example. The FBI had everything. They <laughs> had everything. Yeah. And, 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 and so the point is, the game was they would weaponize the justice system. They were coming after Trump between charging me with, 32 crimes of which I only was convicted of a couple, and those the ones I shouldn't have been anyhow, uh, to putting a gag order on me, to throwing me in solitary confinement. Uh, you know, they violated a lot of constitutional my rights, uh, yeah. but in the, when you're in the crosses, as you say, you, you've, you've got to pick your battles and, and when you're fighting for your life. And, and the concern I had in my book, I talked about how Biden was not going to relent in going after Trump, uh, you know, during his term. And, uh, and he's not going to relent to going after the American people. And of course, this year, since my book has been out, you know, they've just passed a bill with eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents going after Middle America, who just happen to be what what Biden calls the MAGA fascist world. Wow, uh, right. you know, it's outrageous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, I find it fascinating that the party for the little guy just hired eighty-seven thousand IRS agents to go after the little guy, uh, while the mega-rich has uh, all the ability in the world to uh, mitigate and to fight those type of things. And so the IRS is tired of not getting all of its quote money, all of its. I'm sorry to say quote its money, uh, and, and, you know, and so they're going after easy targets. It's really shocking, um, but I see this, you know, I, I, I traveled extensively in, uh, in uh, uh, Russia following the fall of communism and, and other Soviet uh, bloc countries uh, to do seminars on free market economics, and it's interesting to talk about it. You know, during those visits, uh, I, got, I learned of this concept, and, and now there's a couple of really great books about it, uh, of uh, three, uh, three felonies a day. You know, and under the you know the Soviet system under the KGB, they would routinely uh, be monitoring people. And uh, oh, he committed a felony, but they're not prosecuting anybody. Uh, they don't they don't have the jail space to prosecute everybody all the time. They're just waiting until they really need it. They need to put that guy
1: in jail for
0: whatever reason. Our system isn't that much different from it, Paul Manafort.
1: Well, I got to tell you, I've I worked in a lot of developing countries helping so them. Uh, prepare for democracy and, and, and building their, their infrastructure no and, and their in their legal system and and uh, <laughs> the the kind of fear that people have in those countries is not different than the kind of fear people have right now in the United right. States. Yeah, right. in the and should, of the F.B.I. Yeah. And,
0: and should yeah. you know I, I under, you know five percent of the world's population, twenty percent of the world's prisoners.
1: That's yeah. what the demographics
0: yeah. of, of you know, so-called criminals in this country. And that doesn't make anyone nervous. I don't know what does. We're, we're roughly almost uh, uh, twice as likely to be put in jail here than you are in Russia.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's and, insane. And, 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 and maybe even in solitary, like I was, no, you know, for, quote, my safety. Uh, as they were right. Trying to I was going to say that. Uh, I was going to say that. Yeah, uh, it's
0: it's really unbelievable. Um, great conversation. I know that time is really uh, important. Talk a little bit about um, what you know. What you see? Do you see any possibility of change? Is is the Biden administration okay. getting a little nervous because there's a lot of pushback? I I had uh, you know uh, I, I had uh, Ellen Dershowitz, who is no conservative. Uh, on my program just last week, you know, and he's talking about the uh, war that took place against him because of his uh, defending Donald Trump. I mean, it, it obliterated him financially for defending Donald Trump in court, and I, I mean, in uh, in the Senate. Uh, I mean, it's it's really incredible well, okay. what's going on here. Well, Do you well, see any the well, you know, well, is high, but is there any ch- potential for change? Can the Biden administration get nervous enough?
1: Well, I mean, there are things we need to do, and I talk about it in the book, I mean, but to your point, I mean, the cancel country is going after lawyers and law firms to not be not to represent Trump, me, others. I mean, they're actually making efforts to turn not just corporate America but uh, but the, the legal system against those who don't agree with them uh, and, yeah. and, and the whole concept you know, so it's it's really dangerous, and the, the only way we push it back and I talk about this in the book, is we have to take power. It's, we, you know, we have to understand, and not the power just in the elections, but we have to understand that thinking about, oh, it's too bad what happened to Paul Manafort, and then going on with your daily life and just trying to put your head in the sand and pretend it, it doesn't exist around you, that's not going to work anymore, because the left is aggressively trying to pursue their advantage while they've got power, which is what they've tried to do with with the, in, in the Congress this past year under the Biden, so the only way we can take it back is what I'm starting to see Americans do. I mean, the bad news is parents are being called terrorists by the by their U.S. government, but the good news is they're ignoring it and going to school board meetings to protect their children's education. Um, you saw a, a revolt in Virginia at the polls last year, uh, you know, on that very issue. Uh, they're now starting to try and take back their their D8 DA, local DA uh, systems and, and over to repeal. I mean, uh, revoke uh, the elections of, of woke uh, prosecutors. And we've got this November staring us in the face, and uh, with the opportunity to begin to take back our government, which will then allow, and it has to happen, our, our Republican majority to expose the corruption. Because we can't just go back to business as usual in Washington by taking the Congress and then just say, we've got the power, that's all we need. No, we have to. Yeah. We have to expose. We have to expose the corruption. The left is going to come after us say, we're and. And I, the I love both parties.
0: Um, I think both parties are authoritarian and, and corrupt. Uh, they just have different styles. Um, so it's very difficult. You know, maybe just from a disruptive advantage, it would be helpful to get Republicans in for a while. But I have no hope or faith in either party. Well, well, economy. here's the
1: here's the reason. Here's the reason, Kevin. I have a little bit more hope with you, because this Republican Congress is going to have a much bigger percentage of Trump agenda, not the, the agenda I'm talking, I know you're not a Trumper, but a Trump agenda uh, people, so that uh, that you know, people who believe in America first, people who believe in our constitutional rights, people who believe uh, that the power of the White House is not to usurp through executive order uh, the constitutional responsibilities and others. We, it, this Congress is going to be much more of that ilk, as opposed to the rhino ilk that was when Paul Ryan led the Congress in Donald Trump's first term. That's mm-hmm. a big difference, and then they've got to they've got to expose the corruption, which I believe they understand. Because if they don't expose the corruption, then dealing with it when we take the White House again in twenty four, which I believe we will, uh, will be hard to do. And so, yeah, but that requires at the grassroots level our people rising up putting pressure on their their representatives, number one, two, electing the the right representatives, number three, and and three, engaging at even the local level to push back on on this leftist agenda. Mm -hmm. Paul Manafort,
0: thanks so much for being with us. You opened up a whole new can of worms that we could spend another hour on, and I have a couple of minutes left. But I really appreciate your time and would love for you to really quickly, do you have a website you want to refer to, tell people how to get your book too.
1: Uh, well, yeah, the book and I talk about all these issues in detail in them. Uh, the book is at Amazon.com. Uh, it's at Barnes and Noble's, Simon and Schuster, and at most bookstores now. Uh, I, and so that, that's where I uh, you go. You can click through. You can have the book in 24 to 48 hours, depending on where you live. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and by the way, I mean it's it certainly too. I think from a civil libertarian perspective. It is to america 's advantage for Republicans to take back the House. No question about it i don 't think they can take back the Senate. I say that even though i can 't stand how they are and how they do things it 's to our advantage because honestly we did, the old, we 've got to slow down what uh, Biden is doing you know, and the more that he does by edict, the more temporary it is, and the more easy it is to change and we need as you know him to be forced to do that as much as possible. The more challengeable that is in court. So, yeah, I mean, really, it's almost like a mutual assured destruction thing. Uh, I've always, uh, for a long time, been kind of a fan of uh, divided government. Now it's existential crisis if we don't have it. So, Paul Manafort, thanks for your time.
1: Okay, Kevin. Thanks for talking to you.
0: I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. More for you after this.